Thatchcast 30. I'm Mark, the Gilded Insider. He's Josh, the body everyman. Together we're Natch. Natchcast. Natch Lab? All of it. To repeat, I'm Mark, he's Josh, and this is Roy Choi. Fast food wasn't always what it is today. I don't know necessarily that fast food companies don't want to put out a better product. I don't think they're able. And the people who are feeding the most amount of people are not thinking as chefs. In a punk rock way, local is like saying, I don't agree. Yeah, thumbs up on Roy. Yeah, I like that. As someone who's read Fast Food Nation more than any other book, you know, I feel like I had to jump on a lot of this, but uh, a very short snippet of Roy Choi talking about his new fast food concept, which is called Local. Oh, yeah, let's tell them that. Yeah, and they're opening in, is there one in Watts? They're going to Watts in L.A. and Tenderloin in San Francisco, first yeah. two locations. Yeah, so the idea is bring a, a chef-minded approach to fast food, not to the gentrified neighborhoods mm. of our major metropolises, mm. but to the actual places where, where people re- kind of rely on fast food because the price point is lower. So you bring it there, you make it chef-driven, you keep the cult of personality aspect of the celebrity chef involvement yeah, in the it, kitchen. But in the like, kitchen, and it's but it's that outsider, <clears throat> what do you call it? Punk rock. It's that punk rock. <laughs> was that the first time you'd ever heard of the, the notion? What, what do you call it with that? Punk, no, I was trying punk to rock? Get, I was trying to get the mood board right. Yeah, no. It's, what he was going for. I don't want to screw that up. Yeah, it is punk rock. So it's, it's, you know, everybody hates fast food as it exists. You create a foil and here's a new way to do it, but they seem authentic about it. And if, if they get toward, you know, I think they would get toward less meat, more plants. And that's the food truck guy. They're going to bring this, they know how to like uh, connect with the person on the street. To borrow a term from the experience design game, Mark. Nothing more. Fast food needs to be agile. There is nothing more ridiculous than a discussion about the experience game. Spoken like a truly (laughs) jealous outsider. Can we just rename the podcast The Experience Game? Hey, you know what? Everything's the experience game. That's my point. That's the whole point. You're living in the experience economy right now. It's the future of fast food. Yeah. That's what Roy's building, the future of fast food. Which makes me think of Hampton Creek. I think everything makes you think of Hampton Creek. Nope, that's not true. You're in the shower th- thinking of Hampton Creek. Impossible Foods raised $100 million yesterday. That sounds impossible. Another plant-based thing, I think maybe, oh boy, a little frothy. Get yep. that word in there, mm. a little moist. But so I think the future of fast food is what Roy's bringing up on the table. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think he's seeing it as plant-based necessarily, though. No, not plant-heavy. <clears throat> that's that, it. Makes me think of, of Hampton Creek. What would it look like if we started over? So, what would it look like in fast food if we started over? If you were to take the Hampton Creek question and focus it on fast food, what would fast food look like if we just started over? I think these guys are kind of bringing that to life. Yeah, a bellwether, what, if you will. And what does it look like? Well, it kind of the- looks like. Uh, it looks local, which is good. You don't Roving ship food trucks, but you also don't ship ingredients needlessly all around the country. You yeah, use what's local, and they're not food trucks, except they're, for potatoes. They've got locations. Let's be honest; you can't have fast food without potatoes. 
But yeah, you need, I mean, in the future, uh, fast food restaurants don't really need to be attached geographically. They don't need to be fixed to the map. They can move around. They can be variable. Yeah. Because people. Give me the same hamburger one billion times repeat. Well, and sadly, people are going to be probably moving around a little less. They're going to need the food to come to them. They're going to need that truck to pull up outside. Yeah. And you're like, oh, dinner's outside. And yeah, I can go down and get it. Run down and get it. But they'll run. They won't waddle because they'll be eating decent food. And they'll be doing mad fucking yoga up in their little cubicle houses. You can rest assured that that's going to be no, happening. I believe it. Yeah. But the other nice thing about, <clears throat> excuse me, local is that, you know, he views... Uh, chefs, the chef's role as grandmotherly. Yeah, nurture. And that you need to feed and soothe and He's nurture. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. I He's know. of the streets. It makes for your fond. <laughs> He's <laughs> of the streets. He is. He's LA's son. This was a moment on Twitter. Maybe I've already talked about it. He's Pappy. People call him Pappy. Is it Papi or Pappy? Well, I think it's Pappy. Is it Papi? Is it P-A-P-I? <laughs> yeah. That's Papi. <laughs> It is? I think. It's like, like I feel like in Miami, people get called papi. Oh. Hey, papi. Maybe, I, I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I wouldn't bank on it. I mean, you're more street than me. You would know. Riding shotgun LA. This was his uh, tweet. Being alive is the fucking upgrade and death is not game over. I'm not totally sure what that means. That means deep, <clears throat> deep, deep. Yeah. I mean, being alive is the upgrade from being dead, but being dead isn't game over. Yeah, he's just, he's probably high riffing. Well, maybe. For all the riffraffs in the room. In the kitchen, riffing. Maybe he just played a video game. I think he did. And he's, and or he's, there's like some sort of upgrade. Well, maybe everybody's trying, is, is, is looking for the upgrade. He's like, dude, being alive is the upgrade. <coughs> I have something in my throat. <laughs> that makes two of us. Oh, I got you. Okay. And death is not Don't be looking, over. don't be always, don't yeah. always be looking for that next best thing. Searching, striving. Be your own, be your own babe. Be happy with what you've got. <clears throat> be happy to be alive. I listened to I listened to this shit on BBC this morning, my BBC World News podcast. God, I woke. Yeah, hold on. I woke up yesterday to NPR. It was they got this whole pledge drive going, so that's a nightmare. But the first three minutes of my day were just this detailed account of the shootings in Oregon. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> I can't wake up to this. I cannot wake up to this. Sorry, I got. Uh, way to bring it down, because I was going to talk about locked-in syndrome, which is pretty happy stuff. Do you know about that? Have you seen the movie The Diving Bell and the Butterfly? Yeah, I know what. Julian yeah. Schnabel, Let's director. Not, I, I can't. I, I might start crying. Well, there was a police woman uh, in Ireland who had a stroke, was uh, locked in for like three months, and then came out of it. Oh. And she can speak again, and she was talking about it. And the amazing thing was, is like she was laughing about the experience. Like she'd three she, months in that bad. Wow. Three months of not being able to communicate or move at all, so she can blink. But what brought her out of it was her friend was pissing her off. Because they were using the letter board, you know, where she was, like, blinking to stop on a letter. Yeah. <clears throat> and her friend kept miss it, messing it up and assuming that she meant something else. And she got so pissed, she felt like she wanted to choke her friend a little bit. And her arms raised and she screamed. Ooh. So force of will. Anger. And why this matters is that that's what loca locale is doing. They're they're so frustrated. <laughs> Not even close. Local. That's what local is doing. They're yeah. so they're so frustrated. Yeah. The status quo that they're screaming out. They're coming out. They're they're gonna bring us all out of our stasis, our dietary stasis. 
into a Did into a brighter it? future. Have you seen their? Oh, logo? you just gonna glaze right past that? That was beautiful. Pause. That was like if that Horn was metered blast. correctly, it would have been a like a haiku or something. Unbelievable. There's their logo is a little guy on a skateboard. Pouring my fucking heart out here. You want to talk about skateboarding? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I don't. Uh, I thought maybe that's that subconscious cue that gets you all hot and bothered about locale. I believe it's pronounced local, Mark. Yeah, I know it Let's is. Let's get it together, man. I'm just remembering the good <clears> times <throat> we had 30 seconds ago. All right, but we, privately, you and I have talked about local before. Right, maybe that's why the context yeah, A little bit of pillow talk. But uh, I, I think the, the thing, the, the conclusion we came to is that all these ideas are great, but the thing that really needs to happen for it to take hold and then grow anew is that you have to get rid of this obsession with convenience. Or, I mean, sorry, consistency. Not too much meat. Too... Yes, the obsession with consistency. That's what that's what fucks everything up. Yeah, get you fix those two problems, you're along, and, and then you bring that heart and passion of the street grandma. That's right, street grandma. But the meat thing is a cons- is tied to the consistency problem. Yeah, because they could probably engineer some sort of veggie burger that would taste almost identical to whatever that's in a Big why Mac. Impossible Foods raised a hundred million dollars. Yeah, so maybe there's some Congress on the way I here. Don't know. that's so weird to me. That people would eat veggie patties. No, that just means you got to get these. Yeah, you'd have no. You, <laughs> veggie patties, fine. Are you sure? You create a killer veggie patty that grandma, street grandma, would feel okay serving. There's a market for that to the people of Watts and the Tenderloin. But part of that is convincing people that it's better. It tastes just as good, and it doesn't really matter if it doesn't taste identical every time you're in there. That's there there what should I'd be like some variety. I, if 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 the proposition is this is good just because of what it is instead of this is pretty close to meat yeah come on it's just good just it's just tasty and that's that chef mentality they'll just bring that good but a portobello cap ain't gonna do it because that shit's a little slimy what about a big slab of jackfruit jackfruit might be the answer maybe a jackfruit portobello blend what do you think about that here's the other thing too maybe 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 to maybe to get over the the uh, consistency hurdle you make a promise. You say, you know what? Even though it's not always the I'm most sustainable option, we are always going to have bomb-ass French fries. God, you, you cracked so hard on bomb. I know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm dedicated to this. I'm podcasting through the duress of a Like, I've got hold. a Kermit voice, and you, your voice cracks all the time. This See, is... I was thinking I kind of sounded like uh, Kathleen Turner right now. A little sexy. I just think that there's I something be wearing, unique about the... Uh, I should be wearing some pumps. Oral. Some high heels. I'm surprised, surprised you aren't. Uh, so you, you make the promise. You know what? We're going to find a way we're always going to have bomb-ass french fries. Mm. We promise you, you come to local or wherever, get some bomb french fries. But everything else, it's up in the air, man. It's there an adventure. Go. It's choose your own adventure. You don't know what grew well this week, last week. But you're going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> and you can you can Instagram it. So can they do these uh, crazy ass smoothies there? If you want to get into the, like the plant meats and the hyper fortified personalized soylent game, I kind of don't think so. No smoothies, huh? I feel like well, you should, if it's like a fruit smoothie, if it's like recall, a Jamba Juice style, is that what you're talking about? Um, remember Jada Kiss and the Hood Juice. Well, that's a little different than a smoothie. No, that's a smoothie. It's juice. I thought it was pressed juice. Well, come on. Well, there's a difference. A little bit. 
You're gonna you're alienating some people right now. <laughs> the hardcore juicing community. Yes. I am I am alienating them and that's He doesn't okay. know the difference between a cold pressed oh, juice and a sorry, smoothie. Hardcore juicing community. <clears throat> All right. God damn it. Maybe that's but that could be it. Maybe that's part of the consistency. Is you're serving smoothies of the same consistency. But they're gonna have different things in them all full the time. Full of fake meats. Yeah. No, full of veggies. Oh, Nutrient rich bullshit. Beetroot powder. Right. You got you bring a little of the food trucks, you're gonna figure out how to make how to deliver this food in a neat way. Mm-hmm. Although he's not doing this is a location. <clears throat> I'll bet you they figured out. You go plant over meat, you bring grandma, street grandma. Yep. You promise to have bomb ass fries. That's and your that's your smoothies. consistency. You you offer one thing that you will ha- always have consistently. I like that. Then came up with something there. And yeah, it might be a bit of a blight to good job ideating to be getting potatoes at a off season or whatever. Nah. Our potatoes are always in season, right? He no. could he can make a come on Roy. He could make a French fry out of anything. Oh okay. Yeah. They're always gonna have bomb ass fries. So human fingers. What? Nope. I didn't mean that. <sighs> I just watched Walking Dead season five. God, uh, that's, such, that's the best show on TV. Yeah, it's pretty good. Which which one's season five? Are they in the uh, prison still? Is it the governor? I forget. No, it's the last one. I'm all caught up now. Oh, I see. Where they where they find that little utopia, that untouched oh, yeah, suburban yeah. tract. And they're just about to decide. Yeah, yeah. And they and everyone there is kind of a naive dumb shit. <laughs> it's kind of like how the fuck did you guys get? Yeah. To this point. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good show. It's a great show. It's frustrating at times. No. <clears throat> and people do stupid shit, but it's part of the drama build. Missing microbes provide clues about asthma risk. Rob Stein, NPR. The composition of the microbes living in babies' guts appears to play a role in whether the children develop asthma later on, researchers reported Wednesday of some week. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is that if you have these four microbes in high levels, you have a very low risk of getting asthma, says Brett Finley, a microbiologist at the University of British Columbia who helped conduct the research. If you don't have these four microbes or low levels of these microbes, you have a much greater chance of asthma. Got so health. This one caught my eye. You know why? Because we've talked about kids yep. on farms yep. having a lower risk of asthma because they got that good gut stew going. <clears throat> That's true. We got those probiotics. There's all this sort of um, anecdotal evidence that these different things, you could substitute allergies for asthma. You could substitute, well, I'm sorry, you can't, oh boy, talk about pissing off various communities of people. These are all very different, but there are, these are immunity responses like allergies, asthma, ADHD, even autism, things like this. What the hell's causing them? It's a big mystery. Well, when you, so when you focus on allergies and asthma, probably... C-sections might be a thing because you don't get all those that right slime when you're coming out the chute. Yeah, the oracle. <clears throat> uh, antibiotics as a baby kills off all the good stuff. Yep. Uh, breast breastfeeding, milk's good too. Breast milk, breast milk, and <laughs> breast milk for like 15 months even. Hmm. Yeah. 15 years? That seems kind of a long time. Oh, um, family bond. No, I like this. I, I, so what, what is, but so what connects all these dots? That's, that's what I like about this study is you're connecting all these dots. Like, yeah, all these things affect your gut stew. And specifically these four seem to be part of the answer. Yeah. It seems like evolution and nature was, is taking care of us if we just let it do its job. Obviously oh, there are 
C-sections need to happen. You know? So you don't know yeah, what you can yeah, do there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you. Yeah, I know. You've Good, witnessed thanks. them happen. God. But I, and I have witnessed, back memory back. I've witnessed two vaginal births and they were <laughs> incredible to see. It, it makes total sense to me that there's magic in that, what did you call it? A shoot? Yeah, the slime and the shoot. I like to think of it as like an oracle. We could rename our podcast that. The slime and the shoot. Ugh, it's not slime, man. It's more powerful than just slime. <laughs> it's just a shorthand. Anyway, huh. nature's got our backs is the point. The, the four specific... We're short-circuiting this shit with our hand sanitizer. Our obsession with sterility and cleanliness, perhaps. Well, and so, but let's not be, let's not be, let's not oversimplify this, right? Like C-section, yeah, that might have to happen. Or for some reason you can't breastfeed well, that might happen. Oh, yeah. But it's when these are all contributing, right? And so like, oh, all right, breastfeeding's not going well, that's not going to work. I need to like be more attentive to antibiotics that might come into the equation and like resist that if at all possible, right? Do baby formulas don't have probiotics in them, do they? I think some, uh, they're starting, uh, they have prebiotic. Uh, good question. I don't know. But that is another takeaway here. Good job, Josh. Mm-hmm. Lacto, these are the four strains of, or the genesis, I think, the, which I haven't heard of these in terms of specific strains of probiotics. Mm-hmm. Lacnospira, mm-hmm. Valonella, this one sounds good, Fecalibacterium, and Rothia. Cleaned up a lot of that one. So I'm telling you, get ready to find those on a shelf, in a pill, any day now. I think they might need to rename fecal bacteria. <laughs> well, no, it is what it is, man. I mean, anyone can brand it and call it something else. Fecal fun. Aller. Oxystorming that. Zasma. Zasma. What's going on? I'm trying to brand the fecal bacterium. Asthma? Were you trying to blend ass and you'd, asthma? No, yeah, you'd want to brand it as something to imply that it fights asthma. Oh. Taking it to so the ass asthma, asthma X, Asmax. Ass, Asmax. God. Well, I mean, then you're tying in the fecal thing, too. Asmax. Let's go with Asmax. Yeah, it like maximizes <laughs> the full potential of your GI system. Your ass maximizes the potential. It just maximizes. Ass. It means that by the time anything gets to your ass, it's been maximized. That's all. This is the age of the ass. Oxystorming that boot. Bi- that booty? Boot, boot root. <laughs> Oxystorming that booty. That's what you were going to say. I was going to say boot root. Boot root. Oxystorming that beet root. Good buddy Hank Schultz, pro, mm. over at the Nutri Ingredients. PLT debuts standardized nitrate ingredient from red spinach. First, I'd heard of red spinach being a isolatable health ingredient. I did. I was a little confused. Is beetroot the same thing as red spinach? Oh, no, no. Hold on. Okay. PLT Health Solutions believes it has a winner in the sports nutrition field with the introduction of a standardized nitrate ingredient branded as... This is... That's a oxystorm. That's weird. I think <laughs> Asmax is better than oxystorm. The ingredient, an extract of red spinach, amaranthus dubious... Dubious? Dubious is right. Dubious was developed in India under the auspices of PLT's partner, Dolkas Biotech. Fills a hole in the market, said somebody. Uh, he also says the first ingredient standardized to a level of nitrate. Okay. It's a multiple of the amount found in beetroot. 
powder and an order of magnitude more than what typically is found in beetroot juice. Because beetroot is the bomb in sports nutrition. Oh, okay. Is, is beetroot different from just a beet? Well. <laughs> is there a reason we're calling it beetroot? Because isn't I a beet a root? The root. Which is the, the beet. beet. It's the part that you eat. It's what's known commonly as the beet, correct? <clears throat> I actually don't know. I, it was, that's what, that was my confusion with this whole thing. There's the beet greens, which have you ever cooked with beet greens? They're kind of gross. They almost have like a fishy flavor. They do. But the beet root or beet, why don't they just call it beet? The beet root is the taproot portion of the beet plant, usually known in North America as the beet. Also the table beet, garden beet, or red or golden beet. Okay. That big red ball, big red, orange, yellow ball, Mm -hmm. that's it. That's what you want to munch on. It's the beetroot. And it's got a big uh, NO load, right? (coughs) Nitrous oxide. Oxymax, what's it called? Oxystorm. Oxy-extreme. Max. Beetroot's a big hot thing in sports nutrition because it's a way to get natural into the performance game. And so, hey, they're finding out we can take this thing out of red spinach and get a bigger NO load. <laughs> Was it NO? I um, forgot already. Well, I mean, I, I think spinach is probably a little less. Nitrate. Would spinach be less resource intensive to grow? I feel like beets takes a while to grow. Oh, come on. 9,000 milligrams of nitrate per 100 grams. Oh, oh uh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Listen to this, though. The International you know Journal like of Sports Nutrition and Exercise Met- Metabolism I know those guys. found that trained cyclists recorded faster 10-kilometer time trials and higher power outputs when being supplemented with a con- concentrated beetroot juice ingredient. It's the attraction of the sports market. <clears throat> How can yep. I get better performance out of my out of my game? Up my game. Can it make me better at just like sitting upright when I'm working? Will I do that with more efficiency? Mm-hmm. Okay. Tighter abs. I do a lot of downward dogs. A lot of pull-ups. Good for that. <laughs> Triangle pose. We can personalize this just to you. Trikonasana. I want, where's my study? Yeah, so, so you know what? But this is the game. With yep. these, with these um, sort of supplement-like ingredients is you, oh my gosh, it's so beetroot. You never know what you're going to get out of the ground from one beet to the next. So we can standardize this thing. We can go to the red spinach, extract some ingredients, standardize it, and just deliver you exactly what you need. Here's like, the thing. Dude, that's Mother Nature. Give that's me the, the thing. Give you me never the... know what you're going to get out of nature. I'd Who would have the... thought that, you know, vaginal slime... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's just a mm-hmm, fucking mm-hmm. wealth of healthy microbes and probiotics wait, wait and things a for a baby. Who, who wouldn't have thought that? Most people up until about eight minutes ago. True. So, I mean, it's everywhere. The magic. The potential. Stardust, baby. It's all in the majesty. What? The majesty of Mother Nature, man. Yeah, I, 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 this rings. It's, so, on the one hand, like, oh, red spinach, good call. Wait a minute. It's good because beets are too variable? Eh, Would there be a way to put... Um, it's good we're not talking about protein, though. It's kind of like something other than protein. Like if a woman had a C-section, and there would be obviously all this wasted uh, mucus that was meant <laughs> for the baby, couldn't they extract that? Well, that's why they want it, when a baby comes out, it goes straight onto the mother's chest, right, skin to skin. You want to then, like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm just, you know, 
have like a spoon nearby. <laughs> a rubber spoon, so it's comfortable, but yeah. Just smear that. Well, it's no different than uh, what we came up with Arlo. Get some good fresh farm shit, ship it to people in San Francisco and have them rub it on their babies' faces. Well, this is actually quite a bit different because the efficacy is real. Right, you can just rub it on their face and yeah. in their ears. and Probably in their eyes a little bit. How to cook water roaches. You do it. <clears throat> By Michael Snyder Octobe. <laughs> Wait a minute, I don't think. <laughs> Did you not finish Let me... copy and pasting his name? <laughs> is it Michael Snyder October? Yeah, just Michael Snyder. Oh, okay. It was from the October Correct. issue of Lucky Peach, perhaps. <clears throat> just proceed. Oh, no, Shaggy Brownie sent this in. Our old buddy, Shaggy Brownie. Speaking of ass, Max. Yeah, water treatment, Max. Fishing blueberries out of wastewater with a net. Floats right up. The Nagas, a collective name for the sub-tribes found in the rugged, jungle-covered hills straddling India and Burma are known, while they're known at all, for eating anything that moves. Staples of the Naga diet include pork. Oh, excuse could me. That, could that be small children? Not. Staples of the Naga diet include pork fat and smoked beef and entrails cooked in pungent curries of fermented soy and smoked yam leaves. Visit markets in the major towns of the Indian state of Nagaland, home to 16 major tribes, and you'll see bundles of wild greens plucked from the jungle, frogs and eels and river fish, river fish, both smoked and alive, white rats, good for asthma, boom, and rabbits in woven bamboo cages, and a shocking variety of bugs. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so these fuckers eat some bugs. It's a tight episode. You know, we didn't talk about bugs at local. It's going to happen. Not yet. Well, I mean, happen. that could be part of the, I guess when we say plant-based, we mean plants and bugs-based. Yeah, I think we do. Oh, sorry. Because they're just like moving plants, more or less, right? Yeah, if we really have to kill something that's, like, moving around, we could just switch to bugs. Yeah, they're way less cute. There's way more of them. They don't cry out in pain. So, we're bug fans. We haven't eaten a lot of bugs outside of... I was going to say, we're bug fans, in theory. We had a a Chapool cricket power bar. We've only had them in the bar. So, what was good about this article is he goes on to explain how to prepare these bugs. May I? Yeah, I mean, we've eaten spiders in our sleep, too. Let's not forget. Ate a year. From what I'm hearing. Silkworms. What do you do with them? Boil them for an hour with crushed chilies and salt and a mixture of water and the fermented juice of bamboo shoots. This happens over and over. These This fermented <coughs> juice of bamboo shoots and chilies. Fermented this and that. Ends up tasting like shrimp. Same prep for hornet larvae. According to Michael Snyder Octob. Same prep for hornet larvae. Tastes like egg custard. But near adults give an umami pop. So egg custard right. with umami. The, the, the older the larvae get, the more umami-like they get. There you go. Just use, you could have a shaker full of those instead of MSG for the Nicola Twilly egg magic. Remember that? Well, yeah. I mean, you mean dry them up and grind them into a powder? You bet I do. Okay. Grasshoppers, boil them in hot water, clean them, <laughs> drown them. <laughs> well, the hot water cleans them and drowns yes, them. Yes, it does. I wonder what they die from first, the heat or the drowning? Hmm. Then you dry roast them on a flat piece of tin over an open flame. Now that sounds like a fun barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, remove their legs, antennae, and innards. That sounds hard. Well, I bet that you can just squeeze them out. Although then what's left? But, I mean, you're going to want to pull off a bunch of legs, antennae, and, a den sque- and then squeeze them? That's a lot of work. Have you ever deveined and peeled a shrimp? That's a lot of work, too. Yeah. I don't do it that often. 
I know. It's because you're in an upper caste. Ah. You're not one of the shrimp cleaning people. Let's go get a cheeseburger for 89 cents. I'll fucking clean shrimp, though, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a prole. I'm of the people. <laughs> I'm a prole? Yeah, Proletarian. Proletarian. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's short for... No? No, I, I got it. Did <laughs> yeah. you? So that sounds hard. Ends up tasting like shrimp. So it's just as much work as shrimp to eat something that tastes like shrimp. There's a bunch of prep. Actually, a little more work. Salt, chili, fermented <clears> bamboo <throat> shoot juice. Yeah. Oh, no, the, the cicadas. Yeah, prepped like the grasshoppers. Yeah, do all that crap. But you end up... <laughs> then you, 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 yeah, you dry roast them and salt them. <coughs> so you end up with like a Lay's potato chip bowl of nuts vibe. That sounds pretty good. I could eat that. Keru, red caterpillars boiled with a small amount of bamboo to absorb the smell. Oh. Maybe I'll avoid that one. And water roaches were left hanging. They don't tell you how to cook them? He got scared and couldn't do it. Because they're big giant roaches. Oh. He's like, I can't go there. So, he, yeah, he left us hanging in the story. I see. But, you'll, I mean, you'll eat a lobster. Eat a <laughs> crab, but you won't eat a big beetle. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring a big old water roach in here. And I'll even knock it on the head and kill it. And then you eat it. I'm not going to eat it raw. Oh, okay. I'll put some salt on it. I'll roll, sure. I'll roll it oh, in. Oh, yeah, some... that's what they're doing. They're just sprinkling salt on shit? No, this is yeah. complex cooking methods. And I don't know how he prepared the water roach, but maybe I... it's the most delicious of the bunch. Uh, the vibe I'm getting here is more <laughs> of just a rolling pot of fermented bamboo juice, and you just put different bugs in it. Yeah, but then you're dry roasting some of them? Yeah, if you feel like breaking out the fire one day, you do that. It's as much prep as you put into any other type of food. <clears throat> I don't do any prep. I know, but if you're a butcher, you're taking a piece bag. of meat, you got to butcher the meat. Mm. That takes a long time. That's hard, too. Can't we have machines do that? Not just yet. At high quantity and in, in, inhumanely? I'm sure, I'm sure someone's working on that. Yeah. Okay, so we, uh, this is a blueprint for us to prepare some bugs, is all I'm saying. Okay. Well, I mean, these are bugs that are native to a completely different part of the world than we're in. But I'd say let's do it next episode, but we got we got a sponsor. We got something else. And I think we might have a guest, too, so no oh. time to uh, dry roast cicadas. Okay. What? Well, that, so, I mean, I've been reading the news. I'm just so fucking bored of the news. It's the same news. I get it. Here's a new trend. Here's an old trend. All the heat is in food tech. Natural's kind of... I think it's... I think it's played out. It's It's... It's going to happen. It's happening, but the, like the, the 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 fervor around it and the excitement and what's next is kind of we got it. Yeah, and organic. organic. I was thinking about organic. <clears throat> organic is a lot like uh, skateboarding. You know, I love to bring it back to skateboarding. I sense a story. Here comes a story. So back when I was in high school and we were skateboarding around drinking forties, there was a small group of us skateboarding. I mean, we talked about this with Dave Carney too, and we were just like no one thought we were cool. No one gave a shit about what we were doing. Everyone thought we were weirdos. Mm. And there were like 10 of us. But now, if you're a skateboarder in high school, you're as cool as the quarterback of the freaking football team. The uh, Right, right. All the cliques have been mm-hmm. so disambiguated. Back, so back then, it was a smaller group who were kind of more dedicated to it as a lifestyle, too, because it was like uh, a respite from being picked on and not feeling happy at home, all that kind of stuff. A lot of skateboarders came from broken homes. It was like that kind of therapeutic little outsider's band. I guess so we took it more seriously, I and it kind of meant a lot to us. Respite 
appears to <clears throat> be spelled similarly to despite. So you might want to... Oh, respite. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. We each have our own pronunciations of things, but that's the I thing. So you, everyone who was in organic or who's been in the game for a long time, I think, has that kind of like... Fuck, mm. the, fuck these kids. They don't mm. even know how hard this shit was. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for you. Mm. But when in reality, it's like, you know, it was kind of better when there was a little more struggle to it. Because oh. now <clears throat> I was reading an article the that I meant, I meant to put into the Google Doc, but I accidentally closed the window. I wasn't going to flip back through Flipboard <laughs> to find it. Oh, 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 oh. But it was basically about like how expensive it is to be an organic farmer. The prices keep going up, and there's there are these loopholes now that seem to kind of exist just for big ag to be able. Oh, to, I know that article. Yep, to get in on it. I mean, you probably you probably wrote the article. I you've forgot t- to check you, the byline. I'm talking to the Gilded Insider here. You've tarnished the movement. Yep. Yep. I, there's something to that. There, we always want to find what's next. We always want to understand the the role of the outsider. Whether yep. that's a band of ten skate punks in suburbia speaking it to truth, <laughs> or some sort of a weird guy who drops out of law school and starts an organic farm in South Central Pennsylvania, is that yeah. where it was? I think that's where it was. Well, and all the most, uh, but nobody's going to do that if it's every everything's organic. Yeah, and nothing special. I'm going to drop out of law school and go do something else, like podcast. Because you think about how many potent trends Podcast. came out of skateboarding back in the day. This is the next Like other. fashion trends, uh, music. Fa- skateboarding was sort of like a, a mouthpiece for music in a sense. Like a lot of great bands got known about because their songs were in skate videos. Let's do that. It really was like disseminating things in a really powerful way. Yeah. But so let's not, do And that. it still kind of does to a degree. There's still like super fucking down ass legit companies and skaters and totally. stuff. Keeping same, it real, so to speak. With, same with food. Sure. But then there's also like Mountain Dew. Just produced like, the, I forget what it's called, We Are Blood. I haven't watched it yet, but it's like a little mm. skate video that they produced that I'm sure is thrilling to watch because it has amazing skateboarders in it. But it's Mountain <clears> Dew. <throat> yeah, it's like Mountain Dew. Nike has a skateboarding team. They Yep. Yep. Doing quite well. Yep. Yep. And it's all very tangled. Yep. That's why I think, I think we should be worried about the podcast. Sorry. Oh, you think podcasting is like skateboarding? Skateboarding, natural and organic food, podcast. These are all sort of outside influences on the mainstream, and like podcasts are blowing. So we could do that. We should do that. That's why we should, in this podcast we should create that. All those things you just mentioned. Music, well, that's why we should still look to apparel. <clears throat> we should still look to skateboarding because there are still oh, many skater-owned brands that are very successful. Like Deluxe Distribution, I think. They have Antihero and Real. These are all like companies run by skaters. They everyone that works there probably skates. I mean, it's like very pure in a sense. You got girl chocolate. You got some good stuff. They and they're very successful. Okay. But they're keeping it real. So let's do that. So there is that possibility. What can we do with Natch? That's the wrong question. It's what can't we do? I'm gonna read you a quote. I'm gonna respond. <clears throat> I've noticed a growing disconnect between the role of food science and today's food culture. Cooking is a scientific process, after all, but calling food processed has become a slur. It's almost as if we're expected to hide the science that goes into our food. This wasn't always true. If you look at advertisements from the 40s and 50s, they celebrated that the latest chewing gum used artificial sweeteners and flavoring agents. 
because that was the hot thing. Today, though, everything is supposed to be natural, simple, old-fashioned. We've been brainwashed to believe that science is scary. Absolutely true. Reminds me of uh, an argument that I would frequently get into with at, is it at Lady Faye? 3D Faye on Instagram? Yep. One of our listeners. Um, I I would be eating something. I wasn't eating Vega bars back then, but that would be a good example. She'd be like, oh, that's processed. Like, blah, blah, blah. And, she, and even things that were just like barely, pro- it was like earth balanced butter. She processed. Was, Don't eat was, processed foods. She was boiling a witch's kettle of herbs <clears throat> yeah. and botanicals. No. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, she, well, I mean, she's make, she makes herbal infusions. So there you go. Yeah, she's, she has a witch But even that, no. making an herbal infusion. What's the certificate she sent in? I forget. Or that we saw online. I don't remember. She's a certified Wiccan? No, she was taking... Herbalist. Yeah. Power, she's a... Women with a Y, like women... Remember no, that whole... It was not women with a Y. Was, she was like a magical woman. Or She is a magical woman. Well, right. She's got a piece of paper proven. <laughs> I'm sure at this point we're going to hear about it. <laughs> she took a course. <clears throat> no, I remember. She took a... We called it wizard class. That's why I yes. can't remember. But that's, that's not what it really I'm was. it up. All but right. she is a... She's a she-wizard. Or she's just a wizard. She's not a she-wizard. It's just a wizard. <laughs> Isn't a female wizard a witch? Well, but then there's the distinct... I think wizard is gender gender neutral because there's witches and warlocks. A male witch is a warlock. Okay. A wizard, I think, is just a... Anything. It's anyone who's living so Dumbledore, to their full potential. They're, Dumbledore is a wizard. Yeah. And McGonagall... Wizard. Witch. Okay. I think they call her witch. No. Well, but that's also Harry Potter. That's not... <laughs> Not the authority. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I think people have been discussing these things a little longer than J.K. Yeah, Rowling. I'm been sorry. Building as, a, fictions as opposed to the him. reality of the situation. Yes, go ahead. Wow. Anyway, but I mean, okay, her making an herbal infusion that is a process. Sure. So that is a processed food. So wh- wh- where do you draw the line? Is it how many steps are in your process? How many different agents have to come in? To how many catalysts are required? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea how they make a Vega bar. A Vega Sport Bar. Right, that's pretty Part processed. of me wants to see. Part of me wants to not know. Is it processed well with grandma's heart and yeah. spirit of nourishment, or is it processed with... Is there beetroot powder in those things? I I'll bet check. there is. Oh, that's probably why I'm feeling so good. I'll look it up. That quote was David Chang, one of the most celebrated restaurateurs and, and chefs. And uh, part of Lucky Peach. He's, he's the grandfather of Lucky Peach. Why don't but, you, why don't you know you, when he said that? Why don't you do that into the mic? Get it a little closer. 2013. Crinkle that. He knows what's going on. <laughs> You've ripped it right in the place where... And in fact, there's something... Oh, no, here it is. Oh, man. Sprouted whole grain brown rice protein, pea protein, tapioca syrup, brown rice, cane sugar, peanut butter. There's a proprietary seed in there, I know. Savvy seed. Yeah. Sacha Inchi. I've talked to these guys. Come on. I know. No, no beetroot. Oh, man. Were you doing, like, reps with these dudes? Market opportunity. I'll bet you they have a beetroot somewhere. Yeah, or maybe there's just, like, straight nitrous oxide. Just it's, Maybe that's the last process. They just <laughs> yeah. have a hydraulic needle full of nitrous oxide. They just <laughs> just juice the bar. You think that's how it works? That's how my company would do it. Quote two. When you buy from a small business, you are not helping a CEO buy a third vacation home. You are helping a little girl get dance lessons. A little boy get his team jersey. Mm-hmm. A mom put food on the table. A dad pay a mortgage. Or a student pay for college. 
Blue Tile Skate Shop, an anonymous source there, but there you go. Skate shop, small little skateboard shop, keeping it real. There's some gender issues in there. I was just going to say, <laughs> why couldn't it be dad? Because at our house, it's dad putting the yeah. food There's on some the traditional table. gender conventions at play, but I like the spirit of it. Mom's paying the mortgage. And of course, if you buy from a big company, you are, in some respects, funding all of the people that work there beyond just the CEO. Who also have. But a lot of that shit's going kids to who the need CEO's jerseys. third vacation home. Quit doing it. It's your That's system. Right. I've been thinking about this. You don't have to participate. When I go to the grocery store, I've been feeling more and more like I should be shopping more at farmers markets and shit. You know, just fucking just opt out. I'm lazy. Just opt out of shopping. Just do 24 hour podcast in this basement. All I need is like a a, like a saline IV and some Vega bars. FBI will come running. You know what I hate too? It'll be hard. You want to know when I get a pang of guilt? Ooh. It happens three or four times every morning. Uh-oh. As I pull another sandwich baggie oh. out of the box, stick a PB&J in there, I'm like, that thing is going to go in the trash. Fucking sucks. We don't use that many sandwich baggies. What do you use, Joe? I mean, we have some Tupperware that we use, too. Yeah. And we have some small... Ver- yeah, like, I guess you're right. It'll be an old veggie, an old bag, plastic bag from the produce section. We'll reuse it and put a sandwich in it. Wow. It's one, one step up the chain from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, see, I use those bags to clean up dog feces in the backyard. <clears throat> well. I'm just, that's my process. We have those it's two. my journey. I have enough to go around, I guess. Because we get at least 50 bags every time we go to the grocery when store. We, when we were in Chicago, I remember I, I asked for a bag to, because I was going to walk our dog. We brought our dog with us, and my friend Joe was like, yeah, you could take a bag. He's like, but those up there, that's where our bags are. You take them if you need them. But those, those are the last of them because they've outlawed plastic shopping bags. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of cool to think of. What do we do for Also makes crap? me want to like send them care packages with a bunch of plastic bags. <laughs> we have, there's, you can buy the same way you have like a reusable shopping tote. Yep. You can get, you can get things like that for produce. I'll bet you can. Here's the other question. Or little cloth sacks you could make with your sewing machine. Where is the company? To take your PB&J in every day. I mean, this is giving away gold right here, but where's the company? Wrap it in compostable wax paper. The Colorado company. I'll bet you DeFay has a line of PB&J cloth zipper sacks. Well, no. You can make disposable lunch bags, but make them out of fucking hemp. Oh. Why can't you do that? It'll biodegrade. Hemp's illegal. No. Not in Colorado. Not long. It's coming. That's when shit's really going to start changing. Is when people hemp? stop being idiots about hemp and marijuana. Shit's going to get real. Shit's going to get Greg-ass Carol real. Welcome to Boulder. No, that's welcome to life, homie. This is the fade out. You think this is the fade out? I think this is the fade out. Scared you. No, you're right. Fucking I am right. I'm right about 50% of the time. That's what's hilarious, though, because, like, I think about people from college, like, heavy marijuana use. Sure. That's that's not you. (laughs) Wait, what? I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> What's not I, me? I would think that would be the most vocal advocate for... Oh, someone who's using mad weed? Yeah. Well, no, I'm just if you a sensible person. On occasion, yeah. But I mean... It's also not going to, like, cure your cancer, okay? <laughs> the jury's out on that. Well, then <clears throat> you should be doing more of it. I met a guy, a hemp 
or no, he was a he <laughs> he made he was a hash maker. I don't remember how he made it. I was interviewing interviewing him for a magazine. He was doing your he was tattooing you. No, I was interviewing him for THC magazine that I I used to, I was the managing editor of for a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. But and, did that uh, ever publish an issue? Yeah, like three or four or five. It went on really? for a little while. Yeah. Uh, oh well, I'll take that offline. Well, no, but it was interesting because he was saying that uh, he got into it because as for his wife, she had some sort of something that that could benefit from medical marijuana use. I don't remember what it was, but his whole point was he thought once they figured out a way to make like tablets that were water soluble, oh, that would be a game changer, and that he wished that there was a way for him to get all the benefits of ingesting marijuana without getting high because he actually didn't like the high, but he. He, if he could load up on CBDs every morning, he'd be like, fuck yeah, I'd do it. You'd be stupid not to. Uh, he might have been the guy who told me that they introduced CBDs into uh, Petri dishes with cancer cells, and the CBDs just, like, destroyed them instantly. Which, that does sound like stoner fantasy a bit. <laughs> but on the off chance that it's even 8% true, that's kind of exciting, no, right? I think, I think I w- I'm all in that there's... And, you know, that ties right back to our, our bigger point here throughout Health this whole podcast is that mother, mother Nature giveth. Okay. What? All the answers to most of our problems are, like, baked into nature. Well. Baked yeah. into nature. So, hey, the tip of the iceberg. Tip you, know who's, you know who's writing about psychedelics more and more? Michael Pollan. Yeah. Why? Because he's, 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 this he's is trying mother, them out. This is Mother Nature. <clears throat> crazy effect on the body. Yeah. And there's benefit to it. It can help with stuff. Yeah, they've used... As uh, you know. <laughs> oh, and speaking of, I think last episode I might have mispronounced psilocybin as psychosilbin or something. Psilocybin, I think is how it's pronounced. Silas, psilocybin, right? No, God. Psilocybin. Psilocybin? Silo... Silo... Now you threw It's a confusing word. Psilocybin. Psilocybin. Psilocybin, whatever. Just close to what... I don't know. Silo... They've used that to to treat terminally ill cancer patients, like to, to prepare them for the inevitability of death mm-hmm. and to face death smiling and, and not smiling because you're stoned out of your mind, but like it helps you see that it's all a cycle and that you're just at mm-hmm. a point in the cycle. Like death, death isn't game over. Life is the fucking upgrade. There you go. Man. Should be charging for this shit. If anybody gets to that point. <laughs> Who wouldn't get to that point? Match cast 30. Old Indian wild cherry bark syrup with echinacea. Support for seasonal health. Planetary herbals. Kids back in school. Germs everywhere. But you know what? Bring them on. Occasionally get sick, but usually what you're getting more of is fortified. We named the dog Indiana. Indiana. 